Are you ready to rewind? Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number six of Acid Washed Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. Today, we're talking about the Burger Wars. My name is Joe Morata. I am joined by, straight from McDonald Land, Michael Quinn. How you doing, Michael? Mm-mm. Burgers. Burgers. We thank you guys for driving through to join us here uh, this week. Yes, drive-thrus. <laughs> Another week. So important. Yes, it is. In the... Uh, Retro pop culture celebration realm. That's what we do here. Yeah, right? the realm. We, the realm of retro yeah. pop culture. We really do appreciate you being to, with us. to say that in the opening. Yeah, the no, realm contact of pop culture. Get to redo that for us. But yeah. anyway, thank you guys so much here for taking some time out of your fast schedule to talk about some fast food with mm-hmm. us. If you have uh, never heard us before, we have a few other episodes, five of them to be exact, in the archives. Very historical. Yes. <laughs> We've been around forever, guys. Forever doing this. Yeah. And you can check those out, and you can also follow us on Twitter at AWM podcast and join our Facebook group, Acid Washed Memories on Facebook. It is a fun time. But we are talking today about, listen, we talked about the Cola Wars Mm -hmm. on episode one. We're talking about a different kind of war. One war that is still ongoing. Right. But it started a long time ago and it's the Burger Wars. Quinn, when you talk about fast food here in the United States, but even globally, the biggest player, the Coca-Cola, if you will, Uh in the fast food realm. back to episode one. That's called a callback, right? Yeah. Is McDonald's. Yes. Did somebody say McDonald's? Everybody pretty much knows McDonald's. Mm-hmm. There's the Big Mac index, even. Yes. Is the it, thing. It keeps prices around the world. Global inflation is controlled by the Big Mac. There you go. That's known. Ever heard of the Big Mac index? There's also Burger King. Yes. The Pepsi. The Perpetual Number Two. Go away, right away, at Burger King now. But there's also another player. Wendy's. Wendy's. In your favorite, Dave Thomas's his little burger joint there. Love it. Joe Sorolla and the voiceovers. <laughs> yeah. Now Wendy's has nine choices for 99 cents each. Those are the big three players that we're going to be discussing on the battlefield today of the burger wars. But obviously, we have to start somewhere. So what is a hamburger now? <laughs> what well, is a cow? back in the <laughs> early 1900s, you know, vendors on the street, they were taking their beef and they were squishing it down so they could sell more of it. Yeah, there that's real. <laughs> I saw that once on like History Channel or something. Well, we're here obviously not only to entertain but yeah. to educate. Yes, Quinn. exactly. Uh, obviously, the concept of getting food quickly has been around for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Fast food, if you will. I mean, even as far back to ancient Rome, there were street vendors selling their wares and their things like that. Yes. And all the way through the Middle Ages, and even the fish and chip stands of the 1800s don't in the bring U- them up. <laughs> we don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, well, apologies to everyone across the pond, but. Here in the United States and where we're going to start the whole burger escapade is with a restaurant that was founded by a man named Walter Anderson, first as a food stand in 1916, and then as an actual restaurant in 1921. The name of that restaurant, White Castle. That's White Castle. Doesn't take a secret agent to realize that White Castle has 100% beef hamburgers. You might ask, why is it called White Castle? Well... Remember I mentioned those street vendors who used to, like, smush their beef and all that bullshit? <laughs> they smush their beef on the street. Apparently, that shit was dirty. <laughs> big problem. <laughs> you don't is, say, huh? There was a big problem with this in, like, the 20s. White Castle's like, 
we have to make sure they don't think this shit is like disgusting and yep. gross. That's why all of them are the buildings white. The inside, it's like this clean, like it looks like a fucking doctor's office or something. That was like actually how they modeled it. They, they like did. yeah, the white tile and everything. Like that was literally the idea. A lot of it was uh was aesthetics in order to kind of reassure the public who had had a very sour opinion on ground meat. This is not a joke. They really yeah. did in yeah. the beginning part of the there 20th century. There was an actual century. purpose to why yeah. White Castle looks the way it does. Yep. Like, and in the process, they pretty much invented what we would call the modern fast food restaurant. It was assembly line style. It was efficient. You know, customers could walk in and get themselves a meal for a very, very efficient price. You know, very mm-hmm. economical price. And these tiny burgers, and they come in these perforated, like the cardboard. It's like separated into all. Yeah. It's perfect. It's like very nice. I love those little tiny burgers. The Crave case, if you will. Well, a lot of people love the Crave case. Fantastic. Usually up at 3 a.m. Thought, doing something. I always thought it's a shame that White Castle didn't really be active in this burger war situation because by the time like the rest came along they had shifted and White Castle was just kind of doing the same thing they'd been doing since the 20s like they yeah. don't they seem to like not really care about expansion or anything <laughs> they're they just, their own they're thing they're just like well willy nilly put like a White Castle somewhere eh, maybe it'll work maybe like, we'll do a chicken slider we don't know yeah like that, that <laughs> seems to be the attitude every time I'm in a White Castle it's like oh this is a new one cool and it's just like uh, nothing special no, it's just it's a White Castle still doing their thing yeah but I'll tell you what there were two guys doing their thing in 1940 Richard and Maurice McDonald. Yes. They opened a hamburger stand and it was built upon White Castle's operating principles. Right. Which in turn were built upon Henry Ford's Model T assembly line. Yeah, that's what they all like to aspire to. Like, oh yeah, we're like the Model T of burgers. Yes. Like, what a title. Yeah. It, I mean, the Model T is a great model as far as a manufacturing model. And yes, all, How is. they put, put all that together. But it's just funny that everything in America back then was trying to aspire to that. No, it, it yeah. absolutely was. And now we're talking about uh, getting closer to post-war when they came up with the speedy service system, which again, assembly mm-hmm. line style. And then there was a man, a milkshake mixer salesman by the name of Ray Kroc. Yes, the founder, if you will, if you've seen that movie. Yes, uh, with Michael Keaton. Yeah. Right? Is that he, he, he is Kroc. Mr. Mom himself. He really is a Kroc. Yeah, 220, 221, whatever it takes. Well, Mr. Kroc visited the McDonald brothers and their hamburger joint here because he was wondering why are these guys buying so many of these milkshake mixers you know they were buying them by the dozen most restaurants were buying one because of the combination of the speed and their the taste of their burgers was good and you know their little stand and out i think it was like california or something basically they they would have lines out the door even going fast right right? it's like that's how popular they were people couldn't believe it because you got to remember folks here yes there was white castle but there wasn't too much of this you know we Mm -hmm. take it for granted now in the 21st century and even obviously in the 70s 80s and 90s but this was a relatively new concept now the working mother or the dad or whomever did not have to slave over a stove or take the family out for a very expensive meal and it's funny that that was actually considered a selling point back in the day nowadays people are like fast food's horrible for you and that's why it's fast and blah blah blah. back then horrible for you back then the concept actually was that oh it will save mom a night of cooking like she can just just drop in and just you'll have an entire family meal in a matter of minutes and for only a few bucks yeah for pretty cheap very very cheap look for the golden arches at mcdonald's the closest thing to home mr crock visits the mcdonald brothers in 1954 and he's like, you know, I want to do a franchise agreement with you guys. Mm-hmm. We got something here, right? Mr. Croc is credited, Ray Croc, with the uniformity and the standardization of these McDonald's, the portion sizes, the cooking methods, the times the packaging. I mean, Quinn, you know, 
you know as well as anybody, yeah. <laughs> that if you can go to any McDonald's anywhere in the world, and besides maybe the regional variants, everything's the same. Every single thing's the same. I, the only difference I see is like maybe sometimes the fries can, the amount of salt and the, yeah, right. uh, how, but very minor differences, right? It's like if I get a Big Mac in one town and I go to the next town, the Big Mac's the same. Yeah, if you go to Iowa, and yeah. go to Davenport, Iowa, for yeah. example, and get and, a Big and Mac. And later on, they I think they were definitely a uh, pioneer as far as like refrigeration. And from my understanding, they even have special made microwaves that you literally punch Big Mac on them. And they're the exact right times and even microwave levels. Right. Everything is perfect. It's been tested and engineered. Right. That all the workers have to do is literally like put it in the microwave and it comes out exactly how you expect it to. Right. right. And this mentality was uh, Ray Kroc. You know? Right. And he's one of the reasons why you could guarantee the quality would be the same anywhere. Uh, and he actually outright buys McDonald's in 1961 from the McDonald brothers. And there's been talk of there's things. The, 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 the very <laughs> controversial yes, the, yes. like that the true founders were pushed out because they, they were very controlling over Kroc before he bought the company because they had a different vision for what McDonald's was than he did. Exactly. Right. And as we know, history is written by the winners, is it right. not? That's the way things go. Their signature menu item, McDonald's, was uh, the Big Mac, obviously. That was introduced, I want you to park this year here, in 1967. I'm making McDonald's new Big Mac sandwich. Two pure beef hamburgers, crisp lettuce, a slice of cheese, pickles, and our own secret sauce on a sesame seed bun. Quinn, if people don't know... <laughs> what a Big Mac is. A, I don't know how you're listening to this, right? But what's a Big Mac? So it's two, two all beef patties. Two all beef patties, special sauce. Yes. I never know the whole song, but essentially it's got like pickles, a sesame seed bun, lettuce, lettuce, cheese. Uh, cheese is optional. You can actually you say can, cheese yeah. or no cheese. But the big ingredient, this the secret ingredient, is the special sauce, well, yeah. which is just Thousand Island dressing there, or some like modification. Uh, probably is missing like one ingredient <laughs> that's usually in Thousand Island. It's dress. like ketchup and Thousand Island mixed together. Or yeah. something. we don't know for sure. And it has a intermediary piece of bread. Yes, to section it off, right? And double stack it to give basically. it that. Hey, you're. I feel like what the Big Mac is. It's essentially like saying, "Look at all this value. You're getting two for one, <laughs> yeah, right? Right." And it's a very popular hamburger. Obviously, I maybe, love it. It's still one the of world. the one of the main things I order if I go to McDonald's. Yeah, me too. When I go there, or a double quarter pounder, Just which has been a while. It, is, it tastes very good. There's something special about special sauce, hence the name. You know what's interesting about it that <laughs> I always give McDonald's credit here be, because is that a lot of these burger places, if you order a burger like that style where it, it's got a lot going on in it, it always <laughs> fucking falls apart. Yeah. The Big Mac just does it. Well, it just can... stays in place. Sometimes a little lettuce comes out the back, but other, but it's not like the whole <laughs> thing slides off the buns that's, no, that's like true. so fucking annoying. Well, you can thank Ray Kroc for that. He yeah. He's very big on meticulousness and uh, uniformity. Yeah. So that's McDonald's. Now, folks, we want to hear from you. What's your preferred? Now, that's if you eat fast food. If you don't, you know, we get that. A lot of people don't because it isn't good for you. But we want to hear from you on AWM Podcast on Twitter. We'll put up a poll on our Facebook group. What is your preferred burger joint? McDonald's, uh, clearly, undisputably, the number one. Yeah. Never lost their number one title. Yeah, and I think we should also point out one reason that keeps them at number one. Their fries. That seems to you be think the, so? that seems to be the deciding factor for a lot of folks. Hell, See, if you go on McDonald's on Uber Eats to this day, <laughs> there's literally a section for just fries because there are people who will just 
if they're craving, they'll order just the fries on Uber. It's the same people that get the Crave case. Yeah. And it's the same demographic. They just get a large fries. That's yeah. it. No, they're, they're just looking for a snack. No drink. Yeah, they're just <laughs> no looking for meat. They're just looking for a snack in the middle of the night and send some kid out to go get it. That way they can watch a movie with their pants off or yeah, whatever. Yeah, right? exactly. Eating a big fry. So yeah, McDonald's obviously. I think some of this though, Michael, like we talked about with the Cola Wars, Part of it is that once you're number one, if you're really good at what you do, it's very tough to be dethroned. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily, though, mean that the number two or the number three is inferior from a product standpoint. Can we right. can we agree on that? No, it doesn't. It, it just means that their product might be different. Different, right. Yeah. But to, so, I mean, to, why are you even in, what are you competing if you don't have a difference in your product that, versus the other one? That's a great point. And that is what this next company did. And we're going to get more into them later. But- Burger King. The BK. The, the BK. King. Now, the king if, himself. If you're, the king himself. Uh, if you're in Australia, it has to be known as Hungry Jacks for legal reasons. Excuse me? So, I didn't even know that was a thing. It is. So Mark Rourke and all you other people out in Oz out there. Burger King, a.k.a. Hungry Jacks. If you're literally Burger King everywhere else in the world. Yes. <laughs> like, at Hungry Jacks, you can order your burger the way you like it. I guess for Kelly Smallwood, there's also an Albertan... The Albertan King. <laughs> no, there's no. An, <laughs> the Albertan King. The King of Alberta. Stu Hart. Yeah. Uh, there's an Albertan chain known as Burger King as well, but we're not here to get into that, okay? I just wanted to name drop it. Side for, Burger King. <laughs> side extra Burger King. But anyway, Keith Kramer and Matthew Burns, pair of folks that visited the original McDonald's Brothers restaurant and founded their own chain in 1953 known as the Insta Burger King. Which is a bad name. Yeah. It is. Terrible. You got to take that Insta off. <laughs> Get rid of it. Yeah. But obviously, they're putting their emphasis on how fast it is. The duo bought the rights to use a special grill machine called the Insta Broiler in their restaurant. And the restaurant Insta Burger King was born. That company was purchased by David Egerton and James McLemore in 1959. Because Somebody always buys these places. You ever notice this? Am I noticing a trend here? Well, because what happened- It's like, oh, I got a good idea. Oh, well, I'm going to come and buy it. I'm not going to invent it. Well, but that's the thing is, I mean, that's called like a, you know, someone capitalizing on a good, good idea, really. I don't know. It's just like you think of like computer companies, for example, like Apple. It's like Steve Jobs. I invented it with the Waz and we own the company. <laughs> do, you know? do people call him the Waz or is that just you? Even his friends called him the Waz. Just double Jobs called him the Waz. I, I, Everyone I, called, I, he, I he was the know. damn Waz. He's like the Fonz, but he's the Waz. <laughs> Okay, and Bill Gates invented Microsoft or whatever you want to call yeah. it, and yada yada. But anyway, so we talked about the Big Mac, right? In 1967, did you know, Quinn, did you folks out there know that Burger King's signature, the Whopper, was not the Waz. Stop. Was <laughs> actually introduced in 1957, ten years prior. I'll have a Whopper. Some fries and a strawberry shake. And my friend here will have a, a Whopper. No, Eddie, a regular burger or a cheeseburger or anything else you want, but no Whopper. All right, a regular burger. Interesting. So, so it is not a ripoff or a response to the Big Mac. Here's the thing, though, is like McDonald's had, a, I think their main business was hamburgers and cheeseburgers prior to the Big Mac, right? Yes, but so the Burger small King ones. introduced this concept of the special burger, right? It was actually a quarter pound patty, yeah. which was big. Because, I mean, the McDonald's ones were not as, like, wide. Even in the Big Mac, it's just, like, their hamburger burgers just stacked. Yeah, that's all it is. But the Whopper was a big, fat quarter-pound patty on an oversized bun. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
overall very similar to the Big Mac. No special it, sauce, Joe. No, it was regular sauce. V- very Ketchup. important detail. <laughs> yeah, no special sauce. No double piece of bread. No extra mm. carbs. You know, yeah. just a big fat burger. And that was 10 years prior to the Big Mac. Now, we're going to mention some other companies here so people don't think we forgot, but they're not major players in the Burger Wars. We're going to start with Jack in the Box, 1951 by Robert Oscar Peterson. Yeah, him. This is some, yeah, remember him? This is a place that is still very popular. Mm-hmm. They do other things besides burgers. Very West Coast. That's what I was just going to say. We live here, if you're new, we live in New Jersey, if you couldn't tell by our, our voices. We don't have accents, obviously, mm-hmm. here in New Jersey. Yeah, nobody has accents that we can hear. At That'd least. be bad. And I mean bad. Jack in the Box is a place that I've only been to once when I was out in LA. It was good, but somewhat unremarkable. It's one of the rare ones I haven't been to because right. actually I think we need to rewind a little bit here. Go ahead, Michael. Because one of the reasons me and Joe have an interest in this in the fucking first place is because one of our favorite pastimes when we were younger, remember we were convinced that we could go to every fast food chain in America somehow. Yeah, well, and we never, we we never really us. got to Jack in the Box. No. But me and Joe would infamously like get in a car with our friend and we would like travel to obscenely far locations because they just didn't have a certain one like Long John Silvers or something like that. We would drive two hours just for lunch. Yeah. Seriously. But we would make a plan of it. It It's like, okay, which one do you want to like (laughs) find? Right, right. Yeah. Oh, to be 23 again when having nothing to do. Uh, So Jack in the Box, just a tip of the cap to them and a few others here. Burger Chef is one that I only knew in stories of my grandfather. I only know because of Mad Men. Exactly. So you guys, and this is real. Those of you that remember Burger Chef, we want to hear from you because I know enough about it, but I've never been to one, and here's why. Opened in 1954, mm-hmm. they were actually the ones credited with patenting the flame broiler. Open wide, America. Burger Chef's got thick, juicy, terrific burgers for you. They peaked as far as a national chain in 1973, so that's well before our time. And they also introduced the first fast food kids meal, ah. known as the fun meal in 73. Would later... McDonald's would rip that off, the, the Happy, Happy Meal, meal and, and then the, the Kids the, Club. The Kids Club and yep. all that. General Foods purchased Burger Chef. Oh, of uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch fame. <laughs> yes, of course, Quinn. Yeah. Of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. The Bakers, actually. Yeah, you know, yeah. Wendell and all them. Uh, they purchased, isn't that mm-hmm. his name? Wendell? Wendell. Yeah, Wendell. I don't know who Wendell is. <laughs> no, wait, I'm thinking of General Mills. It's not even General Foods. I know, I don't know. I wonder if it's the same company. I don't think it is. Hmm. But anyway, General Foods purchased the chain in 1982 as Quinn fervorishly looks this up on his laptop over there. I need to know now. Okay. It's and, too similar, right? Like, it feels well, like... It's general. Well, so is General Motors and General Electric. It's not that You know uncommon. what's funny? On the Wikipedia page, it literally says not to be confused with General Mills. Like, okay. the first thing, and then there's a link to General Mills. Well, Michael Quinn, let's do some improv here. What else does General Foods own? Give Gen- the folks an idea. General Foods? General Foods, yeah. Perkins? Oh, yeah, the right. Tang. At least they they introduced Tang. Yeah, I know Tang. Hostess. Okay. Maxim, but not like the, the, not the magazine. No, right? no, no. The first the American concept? brand of freeze dried coffee. Burger <laughs> Chef, Racks Restaurants. What? These are all like this is the timeline of Racks Restaurants. Javalia. Yeah. I'm some sure kind you're of saying coffee. that right. Yeah. Racks Restaurants. You said Oscar Meyer, Kraft Foods. Oh, okay. They merged are. with Kraft Foods. Sorry. There that, you go. But they brought the Oscar Meyer into the Kraft brand. Well, you can't they, get rid of Oscar. Yeah. So <laughs> the hell. And then now they're part of. It sounds like they're part of Kraft. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Burger Chef was popular in the 70s, and General Foods bought them. They started selling chains off, 
And the last Burger Chef closed in 1996. Sad. One remaining. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's After gone. Peggy from Mad Men did all that marketing and they had the little meeting and she, it was the first time a, the, the lady from the office got to present. Right. And, and Don kind of had the big smile on his face and then they ate at the Burger Chef with Pete and all that. See? This there was all go. real things that happened. Oh, in real life. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. <laughs> Pete Campbell was involved and, and Don Draper, Don Draper as, in the, real as, life. as the kind of like overseer yeah. of his apprentice. Peggy of as course. she as she uh, got Burger Chef really off the ground. Oh right? yeah, that was all Peggy. Yeah, there may be chaos. Um, but there's family supper at Burger Chef. There was another chain called Hardee's. They opened in 1960. They expanded rapidly in the 70s. They purchased several other chains. Like I said, one of them was Burger Chef. At Hardee's, we make our hamburgers at a lower temperature, so they cook up thicker, succulent, full of natural juices. Hardee's is one that we went to once. We don't have them in Jersey. Mm-hmm. If we did, uh, I've never been to one. I don't know if we do or not. We went but to like Delaware to find one. We went to Wilmington. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I think their their signature is the thick burger, which yeah. is a bad name. They were all right. I, I remember the staff being fairly nice. That was yeah. that's really my memories of Hardee's. Restaurant was clean, so all yeah. you Hardee's fans let us know what we're missing out on. But I, rem- I remember, I think I had the thick burger, which... The food with the name thick in it, I don't know. That's, it's, that's not something I aspire for with a burger. I don't want it to be hard to eat. So the thick burger just sounds <laughs> immediately sounds like I don't want to <laughs> yeah. get involved with that. It's right? a good point. What is what goes down easily right. at Hardee's? I don't want to know about what doesn't. <laughs> so let's move on to another one. It could be a whole show in its own right because of the memories and the, the various ups and downs of this chain. But in 1967... Roy Rogers opened up. Welcome to Roy Rogers, where the chickens come home to roast. <sighs> I know. Yes, Roy's. I know. I mean, we. I know we've gotten into it before with guys on other things, but Roy Rogers is super unique in the fast food realm. First of all, for some reason, they decided let's start a fast food chain based on like a cowboy actor yeah. and like make the whole theme of the place like you're in the Wild West or something. Now, to be fair, to be fair, in 67, when this opened up, uh, Roy Rogers was, I mean, he was on the downturn of his career, but in his day, he was, I don't know if he was as popular as John Wayne, but he was up there. I mean, he this is was like, well known. This is like starting a restaurant called John Cena's or like, <laughs> or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Michael Sarah's, just yeah. some like fairly Michael, Michael popular. Michael Keaton's, yeah. like, like, you know what I mean? Like, well, that would be a McDonald's, obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would just be a McDonald's clone. But, like, Dana Carvey's Dana, yeah. in the 90s or something. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Piscopo's. Was there a Chevy Chase's, like, but like no. a restaurant? God, like, I hope not. Yeah. That would have been during the Fletch days or something. But anyway, yeah. yes, Roy Rogers. So we've talked about them. Uh, Quinn mentioned we talked about them in other things. Uh, we did do, mm-hmm. if you're joining us for the first time, we did do three episodes, uh, kind of that we call like the, the beta versions of the show as specials in 2017, 2020, and 2021. And the last one we did in 2021, this is about two years ago now, was um, called Ask Watch Memories 3, Super Size Me. Right. And this is not part of this series, but you can look it up. It's on our other podcast We're feed. We're just right now in the glossary of the burger world. Right, yeah. exactly. But if you want to hear more in-depth about other fast food places, not just burger wars, you can check that out. If you search for Acid Wash Memories 3, Super Size Me, you'll find it. Yes. It's not on this feed, though, is all we're trying to say. But anyway, Roy's... Had the fixins bar, as we've talked about, mm-hmm. where you could put your own crap on your plain hamburger that they gave you. Including the horsey sauce, which was exclusive. Yes, very exclusive. Horseradish sauce called different <laughs> very name. Very good. But, but uh, if you wanted to put 
pickles, you could put pickles. If you want to put a lot of pickles, yeah, you could put that was all the, thing, the fucking is pickles. Because you know why I think that there was, was no police. There in was this. demand for that, <laughs> and uh, I'm not even kidding because it was always like. They would charge you at other places if you wanted like two tomatoes instead of one. People would get pissed about that yeah. shit. Like, and so it's like we're Rogers, like, well, we'll let you have anything you want. Yeah, they're right? like, you can work here. Yeah, for free, basically. We're not putting asshole. it on for you, yeah. but you know what? If you want seventy three pickles, that's your choice. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, I really think the real reason there is because how much more efficient does that make it? All oh, you're making is plain shit. Oh yeah, they don't even have to train anyone. <laughs> you just make it a plain hamburger, yeah. and then you put it out. That's it. Right, There's exactly. no special order. Mm-hmm. But it was a brilliant plan, and uh, they did chicken, they did roast beef, and they were fairly popular into the '80s. Uh, Hardee's fucking bought them in 1990, and yep. Hardee started trying to take over the Roy's and rebranding, and people got pissed about that. Our customers have told us one thing that they didn't like, and that's the fact that we took our Fixins bar out. As a result of that, the Fixins bar is coming back. Because Royce was weird and unique, and people right. liked it. Like, like it wasn't a major player, but but it was it was loved. It was loved, right? right? And and that's why I just love the fact yep. that the remaining Roy's have side companies to keep them alive I and stuff it. like that. Yep. Like just it's all just the same shit from like 1990. I love it, man. It's amazing. You and can still go in them and find them, and yep. they exist. There's not many, but they're there. A lot of them are on like the turnpike and like yes, by the shore and, stuff. Yeah. and like there's very little but a lot they, of people hanging out there in they galoshes. still look like 1990 they do and it tastes like 1990 in a good yeah. way but let's introduce now the third player in the burger wars one that actually did make a dent in so this we're whole heading market. out of the glossary here. we're getting out of the glossary in 1969 nice a man named dave thomas mm-hmm who was a former KFC franchisee. Apprentice of the Colonel. He worked with the Colonel. He actually helped Colonel Harlan Sanders grow his Kentucky Fried Chicken in profitability and brand recognition. This is a non-Burger Wars player, in case anyone's wondering. Right, yeah, that was chicken. This is the chicken war. That's the Popeyes and churches. Different different war. We'll do a chicken war one day. Uh, But Dave Thomas, he decided he was going to open his own hamburger joint, and he worked his ass off, and in 1969, nice. Wendy's was founded. Right, Wendy's. Named Wendy's. after his daughter, if you're confused. Yep, Melinda Because why is it not called Dave's? Because Dave is on the commercials and stuff, but, yeah, but later, Wendy yes. didn't even get into that canon later, No, Wendy, much later. Wendy didn't come into the commercial canon until like the 2010s or something. She's like, my dad was good. <laughs> it's like, and now I'm going to do it because he's no longer around. And you know what? Good, because Mr. Wendy sucked ass, and yeah, I'll man, talk about him another time again. <laughs> Mr. Wendy. Fucking asshole. I mean, wouldn't that be part of the war later on? I guess in the, it is. The marketing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about him later. But anyway, Wendy's did expand throughout the 70s into the 80s. And now we got three major players here. You can choose frozen beef. Or you can choose fresh ground beef. Choose fresh. Choose Wendy's. But obviously, for people to know about these hamburger places, they need to run advertisements. And, and in comes the battle portion yes. of uh, the Burger Wars, right? Yep. McDonald's, who throughout their history, throughout it, with mm-hmm. Ronald McDonald, originally Willard Scott, as we well know, right? right? And he looked fucking scary. Yeah. Like a tray on his head or something. Well, I think there was there was supposed to be like the kids were not supposed to know, but the adults are like, oh, that's funny that he looks stupid, <laughs> it's right? It's like that. I think that's he looks stupid. I think that's what they were going for, right? Like <laughs> he looks stupid. He looks stupid. <laughs> the, to the adults, is funny. To the kids, they're horrified. Right. Well, like, I'm, I'm horrified yeah. now. Here I am, kids. Hey, isn't watching TV fun? Especially when you got delicious McDonald's hamburgers. Ronald, you can't be on TV and watch it at the same time. Now, come on and meet the boys and girls. Oh, we've already met. Uh, and they had their jingle, 
about the Big Mac, which I can just drop in here so everyone can hear it. Two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. It's your McDonald's Big Mac. You've got to taste it to believe it. You know what I mean? And their advertising was very much, we love people. We have good food for you, and it's affordable. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to hurt you or anything. And you're going to have a great time. We if didn't you come steal here. this company from no. another two guys. <laughs> yeah, no, no way. <laughs> yeah. Now, Burger King's advertising in the 60s and 70s was also very benign, mm-hmm. very wholesome, but they had a differentiation. As you said earlier, Quinn, if you're going to compete, you can't be the same. You got to be a little different, right? And their big first difference was the have it your way aspect. Yes. Which was hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us serve it your way. Why does this matter? Because most fast food restaurants, it is what it is, right? <laughs> they, 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 you can't customize. Now, this has changed in our times. Yes. But prior to this, it was just like at McDonald's, it's like you're getting a hamburger. That's it. <laughs> like you can get maybe the only other option, maybe you could get a cheeseburger <laughs> instead. Right. But you you don't want you want us to take something off too fucking bad. It's already made. That's gonna mess up the whole <laughs> right, fast right. part. You know, like <laughs> I think that was the drawback with fast. It, food. it was though. But, but Burger King developed a system, I guess, where they could just take shit off real quick, and everyone <laughs> seemed to figure that out pretty soon after Burger King made it a, a selling point. Yeah. So give a win to Burger King on that one. They opened the doors as far as uh, fast food customization. Absolutely, they did. Yeah. Uh, and McDonald's, you know, to their credit, they did some pretty cool promotional things. They started tying in with the Olympics in mm-hmm. 1972, and they I feel continued. like the, Mc- the McDonald's with the Olympic logo on the cup it's has huge. been on there for like my entire life. It has because like, it started in 72. It, it's never not been on their cups. They, like, even when it's like, oh man, we got to wait till like four years to Olympic. It's still there. It's still there all four years going. It, it, that's like McDonald's is the reminder that the Olympics exists. Exactly. Like, yes. They are though. I mean, yeah. you know where they are too yeah. that year because yeah. of McDonald's. Once we get closer, they'll, you know, Rio de Janeiro <laughs> yeah. or like wherever the hell, right? But they've done it. Yeah. yeah. Now you can compete in the Olympics too. Play McDonald's. When the U.S. wins, you win Olympic games. But Burger King had a groundbreaking cross-promotional tie-in in in 1977 with this little film you might have heard of known as Star Wars. Yes, That's a big deal, man. Well, I mean, okay. They were the first fast food restaurant to tie in with the motion picture. What year was it? 77. Wow. Because, okay, so here's the thing is that in 77, when Star Wars first came out, nobody thought that shit would succeed. Nobody did. I mean, that that was, it was like a phenomenon. It absolutely was. So that's a little foresight there that they got that deal. You stole the word from me, Quinn. Foresight. Burger Burger King had the foresight to say, let's partner up with a motion picture that's coming out. Sure, it was but, cheap at the time, too, for them to do that. It probably was. It's like, who the, well, nobody knows what the fuck Star Wars is. <laughs> right, like, exactly. So uh, is that some sci fi garbage? <laughs> well, robots and something. It is really funny when you look into, like, Star Wars in general. Nobody thought it would succeed. Well, because on paper, it sounds dumb. Yeah. Let's be completely honest. If you're a lay person in 77. It's a guy in a black suit named Darth Vader. Yeah, what is like, it? What, what, what the what, fuck is it? What is this? Got movie? a laser sword. Right. Like, <laughs> Want to see good action yeah by regular serving of coke for 59 cents plus tax get chewbacca get darth vader r2d2 and c3po and then mcdonald's had the first tie-in with video games with a very poor tagline in 1982 
taste the thrill of Atari at McDonald's. Taste the Atari. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to eat your Atari? You want to eat your That kind of took them a while because Atari yeah. came out in 76, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah I think maybe it wasn't the 26. That might have been a 52 and by 82, but. 2600 was still the, best, was still thing like they, the, the best thing they fucking sold. The predominant one, yeah. yeah. So overall, into the early 80s, they're coexisting. McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's, there's been no attack advertising. They're getting their deals. They're getting their deals, right? They're doing their tie-ins. McDonald's focusing again on its overall McDonald's experience. You know, come to our lovely restaurant where we care. You know, It's the, fast. It's nice-ish. Yeah, and the commercials are, are always all, how are you, sir? Can I have a hamburger or whatever? You know, yeah. it's very generic, middle of the road advertising. And Burger King, to differentiate itself, focuses not on the experience, but on its actual product customization and the customization, like- the flame broiling aspect, yeah. all those things. So there's no real war yet. However, as we turn from the 70s to the 80s, some things start to happen. Maybe this will heat up, oh. if you will. We are going to find out all about the first shots fired in the Burger War with more Acid Wash memories right after this. Seven-course meal <laughs> today on my budget. Do I'll be patty? Hello. That warm and friendly grin. Lettuce, onions, pickles. Big Mac, I'm back again. Special sauce, a slice of cheese. Seven courses, sure to please. Times like these, it sure is nice to get some at a McDonald's price. Nobody can do it. A Big Mac at a McDonald's price. Like McDonald's care. Mom's Dad's Burger King presents the Magic Meal Show. A different box each week, four weeks in a row. Outside, there's tricks. Make raisins swim, pennies flip. And to your kid's surprise, a burger, soft drink, fries, and a prize. Mystery box will amaze. King Flip will amuse. There's magic nails and a magic cube. A different Magic Meal each week. Collect all four. At Burger King, there's magic and more. Magic Meal at Burger King. Wendy's has the taste. Take the Wendy's Fresh Hamburger Taste Test. Do you like your hamburgers hot off the grill? Should your hamburger be made fresh from 100% pure beef? Do you like your hamburger nice and thick? Do you like your hamburger made to order with your choice of toppings? If you answered yes to these simple questions, you should be eating Wendy's old-fashioned hamburgers. Take the Wendy's Taste Test in this Sunday's newspaper and cash in on these good taste coupons. We have the taste. That's Wendy's taste. We have the taste. And now we return to more acid-washed memories. And welcome back to more acid-washed memories here. Joe Murata joined by Michael Quinn. The Burger King himself. Yeah, you are the Burger King. Yeah, Yeah, let's talk for a second about that. Folks, thanks for being with us. Quinn, your number one, is it McDonald's? Yeah, it will always be McDonald's. It's just every ass, they they have it all together. Every aspect tastes really good. Okay. It's quick. Yeah. They don't fuck up your order too often. I guess it depends on the one you go to. We have a really good one by us. I think maybe that's why I have such a great lookout for them. To be completely honest, I was always uh, Burger King was always my number one. Truthfully, uh, a, I think vicinity helps too. I think vicinity is a, a key word. When I was growing up, there was a McDonald's we used to go to every single Monday. Oh, on Highway 18. On Highway 18, because <laughs> I demanded it. I said, "Mom, Whoa, you I'll make you a deal. I'll eat dinner 
every night. <laughs> what, what, what is this? I, I was like, I was like in like, I was like eight or something. Wow, you got and a I, lot of power you're wielding. Well, because I would always make a big stink about finishing dinner. I was that kid. You were? Yeah. Oh. And so my mom was Sorry looking, always looking for ways to make me eat a little more because I was, I ate like a bird. And so what she, she made a deal. She's like, we can go to McDonald's on Monday. And then every other day of the week, you got to eat regular food. Huh, Monday. Monday. Interesting. The idea was that, oh, it stinks. You have to go back to school on Monday. So it brightens oh, okay. up your day. A little something to look forward to. Yeah, it's because she, you know, I get up on Monday and she's like, don't, we're going to McDonald's tonight. You know, like. <laughs> Michael. Yeah. Get, and you can gotta, watch Got to wake up for school, <laughs> you know. Let me ask you a question then. Where does Wendy's fall on your radar? It's always kind of like the. It's the it's like the side one when yep. you're looking for a change. Yep, it's the like I'm tired right? of Burger King. I'm tired of McDonald's. Right? right. I want Wendy's. I've always been impressed by Wendy's quality, though. I feel like it's a little bit a cut above sometimes. I don't think the I actually. You think it's all the same slop? I don't <laughs> think the quality is that much better. In fact, there's a lot of discrepancies I've seen with Wendy's, especially their fries all over the place. Well, the, again, I, sometimes they have... they're slimy. Sometimes they're Whoa, crisp. I've never had a slimy fry. I, I have slime. Yeah, like you know, with too much oil, where it's like the fry flops. Oh, moist. Yeah, yeah like, soggy, soggy fries. Soggy syndrome. fries. Yeah, S- SFS. Yeah, I don't know. Like Wendy's is Wendy's is hit or miss. Do you like their um... too much bread? I mean, too much bread. I feel like I'm eating more bread than burger no, sometimes not with that them. Much bread. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to get out of the Wendy's? Wendy's, the spicy chicken is yeah, pretty good. Number six, man. But I'll say this: the singles, all right. Dave's classic singles. Dave's classic. I the, love them. Yeah. The classic singles, not bad. Yeah. And sometimes they have some like weird, like bacon stuff. Well, the baconator. The baconator. Remember that, one? that has too much cheese on it for me, but it, it's a heart attack in a bun, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I think it's because of the cheese. No, it's the bacon. Well, it's the combination. I think the cheese because you got three fatty things, right? Usually, you only have two fatty things. You got right. you got bacon and burger, or or cheese and burger. But now we're adding bacon into the triple decker cheese burger. Yeah, and it's like what the fuck are we doing here? That's this is a- like this is too. It's like. It's an overload. That's an artery detour right yeah. there. Uh, folks, let us know your preferred fast food place, if it's one of the big three, or maybe you're a jack-in-the-box aficionado, depending on where you live, or a Hardee's devotee. We want to hear from you. Maybe you remember the Burger Chef. Let us know at AWM Podcast on Twitter, and join our group, really. It is a lot of fun over there. People are nice. Yeah. It's actually, like what we're doing, there's really not much to get upset about mm-hmm. with this series of Fast to Watch Memories. Uh, it's more of a celebration of the past, a little history, all a little- funs. That's really the whole point here. So we appreciate you listening. We hope you keep having the funs with us. All right. When we left off, Michael, it was the early 80s, and we're just doing regular advertising. Some tie-ins, some promotions, but hey, our food's good. Our place is good. Come eat here, right? Right. Then in 1982, a four-year-old Sarah Michelle Geller. Ah, yes. Future <laughs> vampire. She'd figure out her vampiric powers yes. later on. Buffy. Yeah. Buffy herself. Well, she was a vampire slayer. Slayer. She wasn't actually a vampire. It's, right. it's confusing. Let's not that confuse was Angel. Folks here. He, <laughs> was the, he was the, and then they fall. Mark up. from Roseanne was on it. Yeah. Anyway, she says in a commercial that Burger King is better than McDonald's and that Burger King's hamburgers are bigger. When I order a regular burger at McDonald's, they make it with 20% less meat than Burger King. Unbelievable. Well, I'll take that from Sarah Michelle Geller. Obviously, she knows her, her stuff. Hey, kids say the darndest things, and they mm-hmm. don't lie. Now, obviously, this wouldn't really sound that odd today. The fact that 
a Burger King commercial was mentioning its number one competitor, McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand, folks, in the Burger Wars, this was the first shot because never had either of the big two, Burger King and McDonald's, mentioned each other directly. Never. Never. Had, had they had gotten a future All My Children star to, <laughs> to talk shit about the other one, right? That's right, Quinn. Yeah. And McDonald's, being McDonald's, sued Burger King oh. for... I quote, a false, deceptive, disparaging, unfair, and misleading campaign. How much money do you think? It was settled eventually, yeah, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> like nothing, probably. And Burger King's like, we don't really care. So in 1983... <laughs> because why should they? <laughs> they what, 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 what the, it's America. It's yeah, like, freedom of speech. Sorry. Your burger stinks. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, we're, we're allowed to say That's it. what we think. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. So in 1983, the next year, they do another ad, this time <laughs> featuring... Elizabeth Shue. Whoa, who might, Karate Kid fame. And the second Jennifer, yeah. of course. Yeah, right? second, second Jennifer. <laughs> Back not, to the Future. Not the first. Not the, no. It's weird that second Jennifer was more famous than first Jennifer. But first, Claudia Wells is much better as Jennifer. But everyone knew who Elizabeth Shue was. She when was she shows woman. up, it just kind of fits. It's it like, ah, she's just, uh, she's just in these kind of movies. Like, Would you say it fits like an old Shue? Yeah, <laughs> like an old Elizabeth Shue, Thank yes. You. Anyway, the focus of this ad was McDonald's fries their fucking hamburgers, but you know what we do? We flame broil them. Oh, oh wow. America's practicing for their free Whopper at Burger King. Because this weekend only, all you got to do is buy one Whopper and say, And get a second Whopper free. Because you know the difference, Quinn. You do know that there is something about that flame broiling. The smokiness to <laughs> right? it. Then when they started flame broiling the bun, then... Got serious. They did a flame broil bun? The, the Halloween one was allegedly oh, like yeah. smoke infused yeah. or whatever. That wasn't the black poop one, was it? Green yeah. poop? It was black. It was black bun. But green poop. Yeah, I think that's the poo that came out after eating that. I forget. There, you have to ask the, the more people because everyone came, it came out different for people. We hope you're appetized right now, yeah. folks. Uh, but anyway, so Burger King, because when you're number two, you can afford to do this. If oh, you can do any. So that, and that to me is what Burger King always. They're very st- Pepsi about it. By this point. <laughs> This is when the 80s, 90s, all of a sudden Burger King's always like changing up their menu, like constantly. Taking shots you at want, McDonald's. You, you like fries? Well, do you like chicken nuggets too? We're, we have chicken fries. <laughs> yeah, that happened like, eventually. Let's yep. just do it, like, right? <laughs> we got Halloween specials, all sorts of shit. We got like, sauce baked into the bun. We yeah. don't care. Fuck you. We'll, we'll, <laughs> if, it, if it's a thing you can do with Food World, we'll give it a shot. They did, like, though. It'll only be there for like six weeks, and then you'll miss it a lot when it's gone, right. but fuck it. My- and we'll never, ever bring it back for reasons. <laughs> I don't know why, actually. Yeah. But it's true. If you think about, again, calling back to the Cola Wars for a second, because we, we're probably going to have a lot of Wars episodes as this goes on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's a lot of it's the same mentality. The established number one, they have to kind of be diplomatic, not acknowledge the competition oh, as much. They're above. Because they're above it, right. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, well, we don't mind but if, when, uh, if Burger King does anything because we, they, we're our stuff's one. just better anyway. Exactly. We Any don't need gimmick to, they try isn't going to beat us. We don't need to lower ourselves to this. Right. And in a way, they are right. But what's fun is to watch the brash number two, Pepsi, you know yeah. what I mean, or Burger King in this case, be like, hey, Fuck you, McDonald's. You yeah, you stink. <laughs> right. It's funny. It's funny yeah. from like a consumer. It's just funny to watch, yeah. right? 
So anyway, McDonald's, in an effort to try to compete with Burger King's menu items and other things, they released the very aggravating McDLT in <laughs> 1984, <laughs> uh, famously with Jason Alexander. You say that just once you'd like your hamburger hot and your lettuce and tomato cool and crisp all at the same time? Now, I hate this thing. <laughs> I never had it. I hate the concept of it because it's the one where you have your hot side and your cold side and you put them oh, together like one. a schmuck. Yeah. Remember, it's in the giant ass styrofoam container. It looks With like you're ordering thing. fucking clam strips. <laughs> I hate the damn thing. And they're like, oh, you have your hot side and your cold side. Ah, oh, Jerry, I don't know, Jerry, or whatever. I hate it. This is a stupid idea. This is the McDonald's doing gimmicks is silly. They're worse at it. They're, they <laughs> are, because it's like we just said, they don't have to. <laughs> they don't have so to So everything that. they try is always like weird and like unnecessary, like the Mick Deluxe and all that. The Arch Deluxe. They, they hired that guy to, to <laughs> make it for them. That has mustards on it. <laughs> yeah, the mustards, mm, man. I'm in the zone. <laughs> the stone ground mustard sauce. Mmm. The soft, comforting potato roll. I'm in the zone. Spanish onions or whatever. And like we hired this chef, he's like world renowned. And I'm like, I'm like, I've never even heard of this fucking person. First of all, he's not like Emerald or anything. You know what I mean? Like he's not Emerald. It's like we've never, we don't know who he is. If you need a world class chef to develop a fucking smushed ass soggy <laughs> hamburger, you got, got problems. Sh- he's got a fucking chef hat on yeah. with the McDonald's logo on the front of it, like in script. So, like it's like fuck that's you. How you know it's quality. Yeah, yeah. I added a mustard. So I mean, it's like. Shut up. We don't care about your mustards. Everyone's got mustard. <laughs> Extra fancy ketchup. Don't Extra, forget. Yeah. Extra fancy. But the Arch Deluxe was also deceptive because I was a kid when this came out. And I thought, oh, I guess because like I'm getting older, I'm supposed to order this. But like meanwhile, my parents are just still getting a Big Mac. So I'm confused. <laughs> right. I'm ordering this dumb thing because they're telling me that, oh, you're a uh, big kid now. So you got to get this. Right. <laughs> McDonald's told you that. <laughs> Well, you know, the, you, when you're younger, you're always trying to seem like you're older, right? When you're older, you're always true. trying to seem like you're younger. Most people, yeah. Like now that I'm now that I'm like heading towards forty, I always seek out trying to be younger. But never, back when I was growing up, Ten. I was I was trying to be older. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a tough tightrope that we walk. Yeah. Uh, but not to harp on the Arch Deluxe, we did again. If you want to hear us talk more about some of these things, this uh, proto episode of Acid Wash Memories that we did in 2021, just look for it. It is it is some of the same stuff we're talking about here, but we're trying not to rehash all of it. Right. But I feel like in this particular case, when we hit this point of the war, I mean, this these were the things. Right. Yeah, Arch Deluxe was now, one what, of them. What was the Mr. Dave Thomas doing? to contend with all of this. Great question, Quinn. Yeah. On January 9th, 1984, a commercial aired by Wendy's where some old ladies were inspecting some very large oh, right. buns that seemed to have a very tiny little patty in them. And one of these ladies said, Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? Now, that was Clara Peller. A charming old woman who was not an actress. Yes. That's the best part of it. Yes. It was a, just some lady they had do this. <laughs> now, this was like a phenomenon, though. Like, this this took off. Didn't Mondale say it or something like yeah, that? Everyone was saying it. When I hear your new ideas, I'm reminded of that ad. Where's the beef? Yeah. <laughs> And then they made other ads where she's yelling, where's the yeah. beef? Like <laughs> That became her sole purpose, was looking for the beef. Right. She, could, she, she was trying to find it. And she couldn't find it at McDonald's or Burger King. Right, yeah. She found it at Wendy's. 
And this ad campaign was credited with a 31% increase in Wendy's Holy profits. Holy shit. Like, yeah. that's insane. How much do you think they paid Where's the Beef later? Like, nothing? 100 bucks the yeah. first, for the first one. I'll do it, Sonny. Like, <laughs> she, didn't, she was probably just, like, at Wendy's that day because she's retired. <laughs> one of her, like, granddaughters, she's, like, that old. She has a grown-ass granddaughter, takes her to the Wendy's. Like a 40-year-old granddaughter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Nana. We're going to Wendy's today. She seems like she'd be called Nana, right? Yeah, yeah something Peller. like that. Yeah, I think you're right. But anyway, this is a big deal for Wendy's. Now, what's interesting here is Burger King, who had been somewhat, I don't know about cutting edge, but they've been brash like i said earlier mm-hmm. they decided to capitalize on you know wendy's taking shots at mcdonald's and all that by the where's herb campaign yes you're one of your favorites of all time joe herb f- you want to explain because yes. uh, i think it needs to be explained because it's always so fucking confusing like what even the fuck herb is so this is where's <laughs> herb a 40 million dollar mistake by burger king mm-hmm. and basically the whole point here is that Burger King says in these commercials that there's only one man that mm-hmm. has never eaten a Whopper. Which isn't even true. And his name is Herb. <laughs> no, it's not true. We are so upset at Herb for not coming to Burger King, we're offering a Whopper for 99 cents to everybody. So, when you're ordering, all you have to do is say, I'm not Herb. But, of course, if your name is Herb, because some people are named Herb. Right. You say, I'm not the Herb you're looking for. And what if your name happens to be Herb? Just say, I'm not the Herb you're looking for. Now, on the surface, that part of it seems actually pretty interesting because if you're going to go to Burger King, you're going to go to Burger King. But if you're on the fence about where to go and you're like, well, if all, if all I have to do is say my name's not Herb, I get more, I get something cheaper. Fuck it, right? Yeah. That's not that bad an idea, to be completely honest. How but- much you want to bet there was people that said, can you give me the Herb deal? Like, you know what I mean? Like, But they refused to say my name isn't Herb or whatever. Or they just forgot. Like, what <laughs> How the, do you forget? Maybe they just weren't paying. All they, all they said is like, you know, maybe they in their brain translated that to like, oh, I just want to get this deal that they're saying. <laughs> maybe. Like, but then they took it one step further. Herb is actually revealed. We finally know what Herb looks like. They have this fictional backstory for him. He's from Wisconsin or something. Worked on a cheese farm. Fictional backstory. We, this, none of this is necessary. Really, this is a stupid campaign. <laughs> they didn't need to go point. any further. No. There's an interview with his parents. It's all bad. What his parents tell us. Herb was never what you'd call normal. And anyway, we finally see him at the uh, Super Bowl in 86. And then he's infamously, if you were a wrestling fan, you would know this, at WrestleMania 2. Yes, he shows up. Introduced by Joan Rivers. Claire Peller's also there, but she <laughs> misses the mic and doesn't get to say her thing. Claire, yeah, first of all, Mean Gene going, Claire Peller. A lady who has indeed found the beef, Claire Peller. What? Yeah, and she, and she like, waves the mic as she's saying, where's the beef? So nobody hears her say, right. where's the beef? It's great. And then Joan Rivers, Herb! Yeah. And he does like a twiddly D dance or something. <laughs> it's <laughs> awful. The timekeeper, Herb! All of it is bad. If, no. you, if you're not a non-wrestling fan, which I'm sure on this show we actually have. Yeah. Um, Some of you followed us You could look obviously. it up if, you, if you're interested in this weirdness. Yes. But it's one of the rare artifacts that even exists of Claire Peller and Herb. In the same show. In the same show, <laughs> it's yes. It's true. Now, I mean, it's, it's weird that like Ronald McDonald wasn't just hanging out there, too. You know they would have if yeah. they could have. Uh, now, Herb is a physical character. He looks like a pretty tall man, maybe 6'1", 6'2". He, he is like a balding, shaved-ish head. 
He's got nerd glasses and an ill-fitting tuxedo. Yeah, that's the other thing I don't like about Herb is that like they try to slap on the nerd thing, the '80s nerd yeah. like cliche on right. him. It's like oh, he wears like the sh- the pants are too short so you can see his yep. socks and it looks like an idiot. Real like, funny, yeah. Ha, ha. Pocket protector, <laughs> like even that. It's like basically Urkel is like the like let's bring it all together into the '90s. Seriously, yeah. Though. But obviously, the idea being, well, of course he's a nerd. He's never eaten a Whopper. <laughs> But what is that? What is that with the nerds? Their pants don't fit right. Like, what is that all about? By the way, like, why is that always a problem? Like, in in, in, at least in pop culture, in the nerd kayfabe. Yeah, maybe it's because they don't care enough to like they grow and they don't care enough to get new clothes. So they're you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or their jeans shrink in the wash and then they just never replace them. Yeah, like they just don't. They aren't concerned with their fashion. I think is what it is. But anyway, so the next wave of the herb campaign, which I can't wait to stop talking about, is that now customers would be offered a chance to win $5,000 if they could spot this idiot eating at a Burger King restaurant. And the kid that eventually did was underage, so he had his friend. It was a whole thing. You can look it up. Bottom line is this... Anytime uh, they do this, it gets messy. This kind of thing. horrible. Yeah. And the bottom line is this fucking sucked for Burger King. They <laughs> lost money. It was poor. No one liked it. And by 1987, both Burger King and Wendy's have now fallen far behind the number one McDonald's. So they're more neck and neck. That's the true burger war yeah, down there. Burger King and Wendy's are like way low, and McDonald's is still just calmly number one, doing, yeah. like barely worrying about <laughs> barely it. Barely doing anything. Well, I mean, they did sort of, as we said, with the Arch Deluxe they, they and all did. that. That was the 90s, though. Yeah. In 1989, Wendy's looking for a change, looking for something different to happen. Dave Thomas himself takes over the Wendy's advertising. Thank goodness. <laughs> These are some of the most wholesome, yep. nice ads. It's always like, eh, my family came over and I, you know, I really want to get away from them. So I'm just going to go eat at my restaurant <laughs> right. and like stuff like that. We make the best hamburgers in the business. But my daughter, Wendy, says, Dad, people are eating more salads today. And those of you that know us from our other show, you know that I love the Joe Sorolla voice. So you might know him as Boris Head Ham Guy yeah. and, and a bunch of ExxonMobil or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? He's done so many things. Vic's Nighttime, whatever. Joe Sorolla did these Wendy's commercials. And the combination of the, the music yeah. and Joe Sorolla and Dave just being not an actor. Dave is working on his new chicken sandwich. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do here. Or yeah. whatever. <laughs> when Dave Thomas created Wendy's new spicy chicken filet sandwich, he said, if we're going to make it spicy. Well, it's a start. Let's really make it spicy. Now we're getting closer. What I always liked about them is it made Dave not seem like an executive. He's right. just He's just some guy... He he did good making good burgers, right. and he and he's just That's he, in the business. he doesn't live in a mansion. He just lives in like some suburban home, and he and he, and he goes off to work every day yeah. at it. Wearing yeah. his apron, I'm gonna make a burger now, and and <laughs> and the, you know I think I'm gonna try this to yeah. put a, a little different cheese on here this week. Wendy, what do you think of this? You know, yeah, it's always like something like that. Come to Wendy's now and get Dave's new Monterey Jack chicken sandwich yeah. or whatever. I yeah, love it, it so much. A, you know, I'm gonna try chicken out for a change. <laughs> like it's, it's always like something thing like that. When I was a boy, we only ate chicken on Sunday. Now people want to eat chicken every day. So Wendy's has a lot of different chicken sandwiches. He looks so folksy, like he could own a hardware store or yeah, something, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like you'd see him down at the street. Meanwhile, he owns a massive yeah, chain of right. fucking, re- is like a multi-millionaire. Right, clearly. <laughs> but like they don't ever show Dave in that light. 
No, they don't because they don't need to. He doesn't wear a suit and top. I mean, in the early ones, they did. Only like the one where he's like, hi. <laughs> yeah, like, but then later, it's just, it's always he's in like his flannel. Yeah, with his like, flannel. With like jeans on. He looks like one of those like just old men. Yeah, like hardware store men. Yeah. Or he's wearing his apron. Yeah. Because he's cooking. Right. Cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Uh, McDonald's just continues to stay its course in terms of advertising. And then in the early 90s, 1992, we get Dan the Whopper Man. That's uh, Dan Cortez. Oh, uh, <laughs> I love this place or whatever. <laughs> oh, BKTV could have get any better chilling in Mount Rushmore. We're four dead presidents. BKTV. I love this place. <laughs> Very early, like... Burger King doing their best to be relatable. You know yeah, what I mean? 90s. Very 90s. And Dan Cortez, uh, MTV personality, yeah. also the Mimbo on Seinfeld. So they went from let's do nerd to let's let's be cool MTV. Yeah. Bur- Burger King really is like, they'll just they'll fucking try anything. They were trying, man. Uh, so BKTV was an ad campaign with Dan Cortez mainly and some other people extolling the virtues of how cool it was to be a Burger King. It was like they're fucking skydiving while they're eating a Whopper or basketball. Yeah, it's always some dumb shit. Right. And they experimented in 93, 94 with dinner service, which again we talked about in this pilot episode that we did, but I want to just... You were a very big fan of this. I wasn't a fan so much as I actually physically remembered it. Yeah. And if you guys remember Burger King dinner service, if they did it in your area... It might have been widespread, actually. It might have been nationwide. Mm-hmm. The whole point was <laughs> from like 4 to 8 p.m. or whatever, you'd go in, and instead of just going up to the counter and getting your food like you expect to do yeah. at a Burger <laughs> like, King. You know, like fast food right. place. Instead, you take it. Where everything gets fucking done in right. like less than three minutes, and, and then that, you just take it. And that's why you're going to the restaurant yeah. to begin with? <laughs> yeah. Instead, you get a number. You then walk over to your stupid, dirty table, and you put the number on it, and you sit and wait like a schmuck, right? And then you get chewy popcorn. It's probably stale, probably like chewing on thumbtacks or something, right? You chew on your dumbass popcorn, but you do get to order some different food. There's dinner baskets. So there's a this is real. There's a Whopper dinner basket, and, and it can come with fries or a big tater, right? Maybe coleslaw or something like that. There's also a steak sandwich. Mm-hmm. Some places had the meatloaf. Some places had the shrimp. Dinner baskets, it's about that time. Chicken, steak, whopper, shrimp. Just coming in with the basket. All right. Question, Joe. Yeah. In the early 90s, too, this is when it started to become really noticeable that this shit ain't good for you, but, like, Americans couldn't stop fucking eating it because it was just convenient and it tasted good. They still which, can't Which quit. was always the fucking danger with that. still it, the danger, It's Michael. too convenient and it tastes too good. <laughs> yes. Why the fuck would you not order this every day? Right. No, I, it's it, still a problem for yeah. people and I get it. But here's what I, I think what Burger King, the tack that they were going for was that because you're ordering it in a basket, I'm not fucking making this up. This is really what I think. Mm. Because it's in a basket, it yeah. sounds different. Right. It sounds different, but also it sounds like a real dinner instead right. of uh, fast food. Like you can get the Whopper dinner basket with fries and you're literally just ordering Burger King food. But it's in a basket, Joe. But it's in a basket or if you get a baked potato or the side salad. The baked potato aspect, it makes it seem like, oh, I'm not getting fries. I'm getting, a, you know, like that's exactly. that's that's much better for Atkins diet or some shit, <laughs> whatever, right? Some, some 90... Jack LaLanne diet. Some, some 90 shit, right? right? Like, but the difference here is that um, it, it didn't work. Because <laughs> people have it ingrained in themselves at this point that 
although their menu items might be different, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, all these, they're all the same See, thing. See, I feel bad more for the employees in this situation. Oh, Could you God. imagine the people coming in? It's like, I just want the basket. I don't want to go sit over there right. and wait for you to give me the basket. And, and they're, they're, and they're no, like, we, you can only get the basket if you if you sit and get the number. Yes, and it's sir, like, no. What the fuck? And, and all the people like arguing with them. At the like that might have happened though. Yeah, that really might have happened. They just put the employees in like a predicament. It is, but I also think they put the public perception in a bit of a predicament because, again, fast food to people is fast food. Whether you go to a McDonald's, a Burger King, or a Wendy's, right? At that time or until that point, you expected the same overall experience. Yeah. Why would you downplay one of the advantages? Exactly. Yeah. Right. They're really trying to like compete with Sizzler at that point. Right. Or something. You know what I mean? But if you want to be Sizzler, just open up BK Sizzler right. and don't make the restaurant look like Burger King or right. something. Like, right. Because you're still sitting in a Burger King eating a Whopper. Like literally open up a different restaurant right. called something else. Exactly. So that didn't really work. Uh, some other things that these companies did. This is not the entire history. We never do, folks, here an entire comprehensive history. We try to jog memories for you, give you yeah. some bullet points. But here's some things that we didn't talk about in the beta episode. Uh, Burger King and McDonald's both introduced sandwiches to rival the other's big signature. Mm -hmm. So Burger King had their equivalent of the Big Mac, known as the Big King in the Ugh. 90s and into 02 or 03. I had this. Not as good. No, I did too. Yeah. Initially, the Big King. I don't have very good memories and very <laughs> they're not strong because I probably just never ordered it ever again. <laughs> Initially, the, the Big King was literally their attempt at a Big Mac clone. The design, yeah. everything, right? How did they accomplish the special sauce? I think they just winged it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe <laughs> they, they probably just, just literally put a thousand on the dress. They probably <laughs> did. And like, like, yeah, that works. Spilled ketchup in it. <laughs> yeah. And then McDonald's is like, no, bro, what are you doing? Like, this is our thing. So they changed it, maybe you guys remember this, to the King Supreme for the rest of right. its lifetime. Gotcha. Into the early 2000s. McDonald's, though, was like, well, fuck, you want to fuck around? Yeah. You're going to find out the big and tasty. Yes. That was their version of the Whopper. It's just the same thing. It was just a big hamburger. <laughs> like, but big and tasty. <laughs> so I guess you're right. Yeah. Now, I did have that, too. Did you ever have that one? Yes, I've tried it. It's a burger. I didn't really perceive it. I, you know, maybe I, maybe it's because the picture looks slightly different, but I didn't perceive it like it was a Whopper clone. I, I didn't either. I found if that, that was what they were trying, they failed miserably because right. I just thought it was just some other bullshit they made. Like, I thought it was more like a quarter pounder replacement. See, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I didn't find out until after the fact that it was supposed to be like a Whopper. Well, then they failed. They did. Uh, yeah. I, and the thing is, why... Don't no one goes to Burger King because they want a Big Mac? Yeah, like what, what are you doing that? I'm for? literally at McDonald's because I want the Big Mac, and right. I'm at the B BK because I want the Whopper. Right, I'm not there to get the other one. We don't. Need I'm not gonna like get to McDonald's and say, "Oh fuck, I should have went to BK. Let me order the Big and Tasty instead." <laughs> right, it's like. <laughs> Is that what they were hoping for? Like, it was like that, or maybe it was like a vicinity thing. They thought like if the BK is a little further from wherever the fuck you are, <laughs> it's like, well, now I don't even have to go over to that BK. I right. can just go to the McDonald's and get the same fucking thing. I don't know, man. Also, obviously, the Arch Deluxe, which we already talked about, that came out in 96. The Arch Deluxe was, um, you know, I mean, a commercial failure, but anyone, I, I never had one because we... Again, we were no. primarily Burger King, but I've heard that it tasted good. A Arch lot of Deluxe people, was all right. Yeah, I, I, I ordered it that. a lot for years. I loved it. Um, it. It was really the marketing that killed it. But I'll say this about the Arch Deluxe. If I recall, 
There was three, like, variations of the Arch Deluxe. Am I just inventing this? No, there was the Deluxe line that came out, and that was right. one of them. There was a chicken sandwich that came out as well, There's and maybe three fish. of them. And fish. Yeah. I don't know if I ordered the chicken one more often than the beef or the beef more. The, but either way, they were all... I liked them. No, I liked I, I liked the chicken sandwich that came out in that yeah. line. I had that because that had stuck different, around. It had very different, like, branding yes. and even most McDonald's stuff. Like... That was actually like one thing I thought they succeeded with. I know a lot of people who only ordered the Arch Deluxe line. Want an Arch Deluxe? Yeah! McDonald's Arch Deluxe. A big beefy burger, juicy tomato, crisp lettuce, tasty sauce. All on a bakery style roll. America's favorite new burger has the grown up taste. Arch Deluxe? You don't even get a toy with that. The thing about it was, is the branding is very... I don't know how to word it. It wasn't kid-oriented. That's what was very different about it because right. McDonald's had to that point been very, oh, Ronald McDonald and the kids and fucking Grimace and all that. The other thing they did, <laughs> you know? I, I thought that was smart, and I know Burger King tried something like this. I forget where it was, but it would always occupy the center of the numbers. Yeah. And so the, like, your eyes would your gravitate eyes to towards the Arch Deluxe line. It was yes. like it was always like four, five, and six or something. Probably something like yeah. that. Because Big Mac always number one. Right. Of course. They always put the fucking fish one at like number ten or some crap. Well, because like, it's st- the no, fish sandwich sucked. It's always at the like very bottom, and sometimes it's even hidden. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, so Burger King kind of tries to find its footing. With its advertising, but we've laid off the attack ads at this point. Now we're just trying, let's do the same thing they do without insulting them. Right. <laughs> it's and like, they, what? And they use a lot of licensed music from like the 60s, 70s for a period of time in the 90s as part of their commercials. Mm-hmm. And then in 2002, they hired a new ad agency, Crispin Porter Boguski, CP plus B. I see. And these are the guys, though. Around the time that we were coming up to being adult, like 18, 19, right? Is this right? when they got into like the surrealist, like Cartoon yep. Network style, this like subversive, fucking Tim and Eric shit, adult swim style advertising? Yeah. But it fucking worked for people of oh our demo. God. So, okay, yeah. So, what they did was is they, for, for example, one thing when you talked about Burger King, right? And I think this was so smart is they made the king, right? And I was. This this really hit a chord with me personally. Struck a chord because I was always like, "Oh, they're finally doing it!" Like, there's an actual Burger King. Well, there had been in the '70s. He was like animated, though. Right? They never like had like just a live action one. Just no. like as like Ronald McDonald should have an, an adjunct. But here's the thing: <laughs> is they made him weird on purpose. Like he would like what it was was these weird ads where he'd be like in the background yep. or like. It would just be him kind of like, and he never talked. He'd just be like dancing around or whatever. With a creepy mask on. And he was very creepy looking. And like he would appear in weird places. And and they'd put him in goofy situations. It got to the point when they made like an Xbox game. They had like a tie-in with Microsoft where they basically made like a king game. Yes. And I was like, what? They did. What the fuck? Like you could only get a Burger King? It was a great idea. They had, what they did, and I thought it was brilliant is they changed all of the packaging and started adding what I thought, you know, at age 18, 19, 20, was very kind of hip. Like, they were talking to me with right. their wording. On the fry holder, they called it a fry pod, and they suggested yeah. that you put it in your cup holder. Right, well, like an iPod, which was <laughs> yeah, popular. which was coming out, right. And they said other things like, uh, on the bag, your bill of rights. And it was like, you have the right to do this with your food. Like, the have it your way mentality. They just had a attack, I guess, is the best word. A, a, it was hipstery, which was 
trendy back then. Which was then. trendy back then, but it worked. And the the biggest problem for the people of the demo that they were targeting, the reason it had to die off was when the Great Recession of 2008 hit. And then we were all poor. All, <laughs> yeah. all the millennials had no money to buy right. Burger King anymore. Right. Meanwhile, Dave Thomas, unfortunately, passed away in the early 2000s, uh, mm-hmm. 2002, I believe, offhand, or maybe 03. After a, a period of like generic, like our food's good or whatever, <laughs> I have to mention this. And, and, and then this I, is always so upsetting. This is like heartbreaking to you because you love Dave Thomas so much. First of all, I love Dave Thomas, and then no more Joe Sorolla by Why this point. Why couldn't they make either. a CG Dave Thomas or like Why couldn't they AI do generated Dave Thomas? Anything other than they did, which was get this fucking actor who uh, is best known to me as Sorry on yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. As Mr. Wendy. Mr. Wendy, Joe. I That's hate him. him. I hate the. He invented it. I hate it. This is a, this is like an idea out of my head. How I think anybody who invented the right is called Mr. Whoever. Yeah, seriously. Like, say, like you know, I've, I've said that as almost like a joke in my head for years. I was saying that before fucking Wendy's did it. Like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, like, Magnavox, tell, oh, Mr. Magnavox, yeah, right? Mr. Yeah, Pepsi. Mr. Pepsi, Mr. Coca-Cola. Dr. Like, Pepper, though. Like, these were the people that invented, Dr. Pepper invented Dr. Pepper, obviously, because yeah. he's just on it, because they're smart. With, they they actually put the guy on it. Went to medical school, though. Yeah, like, but anything. Dr. Mi- Scholl. Mr. White Castle. Yeah, that's, obviously, his, uh, that's his name. Mr. White it's Castle. English. His last name is Castle. Oh, okay, it's hyphenated. Yeah, like, yeah. Harry White. Right, Castle. exactly. Yeah, but these were this was my how my brain thought. So when it when he's actually going with it, it's like and that. That's the logic of like taking my like seven year old brain and just yeah. like applying it to your fucking shit. Yeah, that's what they should do is take the advice of seven year olds for their advertising. Because yeah. listen, very few things, very few things in the fast food advertising world upset me. Actually, almost none. Mister Wendy strikes a very raw nerve with me because after. <laughs> Years and years of Dave Thomas and the wholesome, and you know you can come to Wendy's, get the super bar, and all that stuff. Now we get this <laughs> asshole, and his whole thing that he does—is he just annoying? He's annoying. Yeah. Yes, he bothers people while they're already eating at Wendy's, and he's like, "Isn't it good?" And it, <laughs> Dave never did that. And they're like, "What are you, the spokesperson?" No, I'm unofficial. And then they give him the highly creative name of Mister Wendy. I hate that name. I hate it. <laughs> I love that it upsets you so. Like it actually like. One of the I'm rare, physically upset it's, it's, right now. Joe doesn't get mad about a lot of stuff, but this is the one thing that, like, this one really gets under his skin, this Mr. Wendy because thing. Because how and, do you have such banality in this? Like, how can you not come up with anything better than Mr. Wendy, the unofficial spokesperson? Fuck you for that, Wendy's. Uh, well, sorry, Joe. I, I had, hate to make it to you. This is my first job, and I... This is, this is my idea. <laughs> yeah, Michael Quinn, age 17, though, on yeah, this. Yeah, like they hired me. They said, well, what do you think the what do you think we should call the mascot of Wendy's? It, of course, my head goes, we should call Mr. Wendy, of course. I hate it. Mr. Who's Win- named Mr. Wendy? His last name's Wendy. You can have a female last name. No, but I'm saying who was named that and also is the spokesperson for Wendy's? I don't know. This is a little too coincidental. Why would they call it Wendy's if the guy who invented Shut it up, wasn't Quinn. called his last name was Wendy? Stop it. Speaking of Wendy's, uh, we're, we're going to fast forward the Burger Wars here to 2012. Okay. This is important. In 2012, Wendy's overtook Burger King Ooh. as the number two burger chain in the United States a for rare the first feat. time. Yeah. A very rare feat. How, this couldn't have lasted long, right? Burger King took it back in 2015. However, Wendy's 
regain the title in 2020. Now, I like to believe this is off the back of the spicy chicken sandwich, <laughs> which was growing over the years. Because I, I remember there was a time in my life where people would just default to the spicy chicken sandwich. And, like, it was a thing that they got, like, once a week It's all about that spicy like, chicken, Michael. Because it was, oh, it's healthy. It's, it's delicious. It's, it's, it's chicken. And like, how, could it, how could it be that bad for you? And we saw Dave developing it in the commercials, remember? Yeah. He, like, he was working his he ass off. He was very off. instrumental in the in development of the spicy chicken sandwich. So Remember he had other it, people It was like we it? owed it to Dave. You know, he passed on for a couple of years. Uh, and, I know. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it was... Burger King just some after after getting your CB plus P, Burger King kind of lost its way in its advertising. It just got really wacky. They got, just kept getting weirder. They got weirder. They also got lax. They kind of something say, happened to Burger King. Would you say while Burger King when they came out with the King and the subversive advertising that it was hip and cool? Yeah. That a decade on after that, then because they picked something trendy and they kept going with it, that that's what allowed Wendy's to slip in because once that got old. Partially, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they got rid of uh, Christian Porter Boguski, I think, in 2011 or something okay. like that. But Wendy's was able to do something in the modern era within the last five years, which was establish a very, you know, franchises and brands and companies on Twitter and things like that were generally very, very lame for a very long time. Right. Like, just very generic. Like, we are good. You know what I mean? We yeah. like you. And or like if a controversy happens, they're like diffusing it. Right. <laughs> like whoever one they, of those things. Whoever they had, and I think it was a young woman, whoever they had run in Wendy's it was Wendy, Twitter, obviously. Yeah, it was actually it was, just Wendy. It was just, it, it, when all else, it, you know what's funny? I always think this is where my brain goes. If all else fails at Wendy's, just go ask Wendy to do something. Like actual She'll Wendy. She'll get it done, man. Because it's her fucking name. Her dad started It's her name shit. on the line. I know. Like, She's not fucking around. Yeah. But whoever, the, the young lady that they had running, um, Wendy's social media, Wendy's Twitter in particular, was so witty and sharp-tongued and would just bite back at people that were fucking with them on Twitter. And I really think that that was something, I'm not saying that's what Respect, contributed to Joe. them, but it did help. Again, part of it is just Burger King kind of wandered aimlessly the last 10 years or so. They did start last year their Reclaim the Flame campaign, uh -huh. which is basically we're overhauling our restaurants, we're refocusing, blah, blah. We'll see how that all goes. Just bring back the damn Halloween Whopper every day of the week, no please. No one wants the green poo. Yeah, I just... Michael. I'd say they, they would be very successful with this, but... One they don't thing, listen to me. No, they don't. I, they, they, I failed them with the Mr. Wendy campaign, clearly. Well, that was a bad idea, Mike. Yeah. In 2015, I, I don't want to fail to mention this, Burger King had an idea for World Peace Day, hmm. which was, let's team up with McDonald's one time only. Ah, oh, that's actually clever. For one day only. Should have gotten Wendy's involved, too. Yeah. They're trying to just ignore the Wendy's, you know yeah. what I mean? Burger King says... Hey, McDonald's. And they take out an ad and they run a campaign. <laughs> let's put our weapons down. Or yep. Let's put our burger flippers down. Yeah, put, put your spatulas down. <laughs> yeah. We're going to team up for one day only to sell the McWhopper. Ooh. A hybrid of the Big Mac. Did this happen? Did this actually come out? No. Oh. So Burger King goes through all of this, right? And they have this whole plan where it's basically going to be like literally a combination of both burgers. Right. right, we expand the size for the Whopper. Yep, and then we put we Double layer decker. them like a Big Mac, and perfect. I see a picture of it right now. Yeah, their idea was we'll have employees from both restaurants working at all of the locations. What a great idea! Yeah, that's so cool. And a also, treaty. if you look at what it is, it's a Big Mac on the bottom and yep. a Whopper like the stuff in it. Yep, that that's so awesome. It's actually. a really good idea. Yeah, McDonald's responds with a. 
No, there's better ways that we can contribute to World Peace Day. Next time, a simple phone call will do. Come on, McDonald's. Like, just absolutely assy with their response. That's shitty. I don't like that. And that didn't happen. And I, and I understand, like, McDonald's is trying to go through the tact of, like, well, you could, like, donate money to, like... That, that's what it like, was. Like, Greenpeace or whoever, yeah. right? It's like, but... But I think Burger King's idea was, we'll donate... Why you don't know, you do fucking both? Right. How about that? Dicks. So, <laughs> it didn't happen, unfortunately. And, like, donate to the, the peaceful foundations and then show that you mean it by working with your competitor. Exactly. So, there was that. And then another thing that we need to mention here, in the Burger Wars of the 21st century... Is in 2018, late 18, like December. Not mm-hmm. that long ago, right? <laughs> Burger King had a good one. They use they took the fact that people have phones with GPS in them. Mm-hmm. They use that to their advantage. When when people got <laughs> within 600 feet, excuse me, of a McDonald's, it would send a notification. This has only happened for like a week. This a, must have got people must have got pissed about this shit, yeah, right? But, but it's a great <laughs> campaign. It's like almost trolling McDonald's, right? Yeah. For only like a week in December of 2018, if you got within 600 feet of a McDonald's, what? you got a notification <laughs> offering you a Whopper at the nearest Burger King for one cent. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, but didn't you? Wouldn't you have to have like the Burger King app or some shit? Like, I, how I, would that even work? I forget because how do they even get your phone number? I forget specifically. Yeah, I mean, it's more. There's it more must to have been it, if but, you had the BK app because you know. Yes, they all had apps by that point. But I love it. They just took advantage of the GPS aspect of things. You know right. what I mean? And then another one to mention here is Burger King in 2020. Somewhat of a controversial, but I understand the intent campaign about the Whopper was called the Moldy Whopper. Do you remember this, Quinn, from a few years back? I don't know about this. They're basically saying our food isn't all preservatives and bullshit like McDonald's. So we got to take a White Castle tact here. Yeah. It's (laughs) actually real food, so you know what happens. We're going to show you a Whopper degrade to show you that it's not all preservatives and yeah. disgusting. So they had a time lapse basically of a Whopper and it was called the Moldy Whopper. It's disgusting. Of course it does. But the point the point they were trying to make is that the food is real. Is that the food is real. Because real food actually degrades. It doesn't just it's not pristine forever. Exactly. So they were basically trying to sh- take a shot at McDonald's saying, "Well, yours is just See, fake." That doesn't shit. that's still not helpful. I don't them, think that it was because all to them. it just is like ill. <laughs> like, well, because people don't think about their food when it gets moldy. No, they don't exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, they, they know subconsciously <laughs> that it will get moldy, but like exactly. they, they don't think about they it. They don't think about it. So, will Burger King reclaim the flame? We don't know. Will Wendy's maybe stay yeah, number maybe two for a long time? Maybe there'll be some weird dimension where Wendy's takes the number one eventually. I so that's that was actually going to be my next question to you yeah. to the fans. There, I can't foresee a time where where McDonald's ever is dethroned. I mean, Coke, I think the Coke one never thing, was either. I think the one thing Wendy's can do yeah. is have a holographic Dave Thomas appear in every <laughs> Wendy's in America and you can like talk to him and shit while you're waiting in line. Do you think that if Dave... Hey, how are you? <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> do you think that if Dave Thomas had still been around that Wendy's would have been number two much faster? Um, I think it would have mattered. I don't know, though. He was at it for a number of years with the like... Oh, my family's here. And I, you know, I don't want to be at the one. You know, I'm going to go to Wendy's. I don't like, like your cousin Eddie. That's yeah, real, by the, the way. The whole line of ads. I yeah. always. That's like the one I remember. It's basically um, like uh, sixteen candles and vacation or something. Yeah, Dave. The Dave, the average guy, just annoyed at his in laws. Like that's all it is. Most average people are. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I don't know if 
you know, Dave, as much as I love Dave, I don't think clearly he had enough years to show if his style would have like overtaken McDonald's or Burger King or anything. So clearly they had to push it a little further. It actually seems honestly like Wendy's getting to number two had more to do with Burger King, like fucking around. I think, yeah, way too much. Fucking fucking up too. Yeah. Can I ask you one question then before we get out of here in a minute? Is McDonald's number one because of the food or is it because they were first? It's a combination that gives them a big advantage being number one in the order or the timeline or whatever. Yeah. However, I do really believe that their f- the the quality of like the taste and the the product in general is it branding too though is superior. No, I don't think it's just branding. It's like I actually like it's one of those things you can tangibly taste. Like it's actually better. You think? Yes. You really do. I really believe that. Yeah. Like when I taste, I and this is somebody that still eats a lot of fast food. Like I can taste the difference. And I just know that McDonald's just has it. I swear there's some addictive property also within McDonald's food because there is a weird, after you get done eating it, you're like, damn, I wish there was more of this. Yeah, that's true. But when I don't say the same about Burger King and Wendy's. You don't. No, when I'm done, I feel satisfied. (laughs) McDonald's, it's like I get done with their shit. I want more of it. Wow. Maybe that is part of it. And maybe the food is part. I, I'm not trying to discount the, the quality entirely. But again, much like when we were talking about soda, because we had a lot of Pepsi defenders, by the way. There were a no. lot of people like, no, Pepsi's better. I still don't think it comes down totally to the product and more about the presentation. And maybe McDonald's was able to just reach a broader part of the also, McDonald's audience. doesn't fuck around other than like <laughs> mustard and like that. <laughs> like they went through their fucking around phase and they were like, this doesn't work for us. It's yeah, like, well, let's true. just be fucking McDonald's. Like the yeah. most we do is say like now in 99 million places or whatever. Like, That's not like, even one of it. The, their, their marketing is very basic though. It's like we have a lot of locations. Like it's the same everywhere. Like it's always like very basic shit. To that end, they've succeeded because right. the Olympics, like something like steady, like Ronald that. McDonald. Yeah, you'll always have a friend wearing you big know, red we shoes. We didn't even talk about all the Good. like kids meals. And I don't shit, want to, but like, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, but the, the Happy, Happy meal. meal is definitely part of their empire. Well, because they beat kid, out the kids' club. Kids are like, Mom, can we go to McDonald's? Yeah, you know the toys, the toys, yeah, the collectibles and all that. Batman cup. Yes, Batman Forever Cup or whatever yeah, it was. Ba- people, <laughs> I don't know what it is about that Batman Forever Cup, but that resonated with fucking people. It did. That tie-in. It did. People to this day still have their Batman yes. collector's glass. The Val Kilmer Batman, yeah, for that, those of you that, keeping track. That one in the mid-90s that like, <laughs> the they give you a legitimate fucking glass for they your did. house. Like, And did. people are like, this is fine silverware. <laughs> yeah. like, this they is for kept when, that shit. That's when the guests come over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, folks, we thank you for being a guest here and dining with us as we've gone through the burger wars don't you worry we will be back next week for something completely different but before we do that another exhortation to please follow us on twitter at awm podcast and let us know who do you prefer in the whole burger escapade yeah mickey d's bk wendy maybe again maybe carl's jr i don't know checkers or somebody yeah them (laughs) yes remember them yeah you never know let us know that and also join our facebook group if you have a facebook it really is a fun time there but one way or another quinn and i will be back next week for something completely different until that time we appreciate you being with us and we will see you next week on Wash memories see ya like what you heard be sure to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app we will see you next week we'll be right back.